Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you're listening to fox sports radio oh oh let's go If we're stuck together tonight, let's talk some football for the next three hours. Stuck together is obviously an analogy of love. We're here because either A, you've just wrapped up a wild night of partying in the central time zone, in which I will urge you, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance, visit geico.com for a free rate code. I will urge you, I will beg you, Uber, Lyft, don't drink and drive. Maybe you're on the West Coast just getting the night started, or maybe you're trying to battle that insomnia on the East Coast. I'm not going to help that because we have a lot to get to on the show tonight. As always, uh, Jason Martin is out. I mean, back-to-back weeks, I love it. I appreciate it. But whenever you get married, you have the honeymoon. So I think it's acceptable to take the two weeks to truly embrace yourself in marital bliss. But with Jason out, the whole crew is still here. Chris Perfett running the show on the wheels of steel. Eric Roberts, who was not stuck with me and Arnie, just me tonight, E-Rob. I didn't, are you, is this your normal deal now? Yeah, so I got, okay. I got, I got pulled off of, uh, off your guys' Sunday show, right. and then I had a little, a little cup of coffee on a Friday overnight with uh, Jonas, and now I'm here for the, the duration of the football season. So. I, can't, I can't confirm, no wrestler or porn star tonight. I can't be stealing Jonas's bits. Now, we might talk some Hawaii football, but no wrestler or porn star. Yeah, I, so I wouldn't Robinson. even know where Dude, to the list! I wouldn't even know where to find his pool yeah. of names, to be honest, without <laughs> getting kicked off of a work computer. Me either. Incognito mode doesn't help at work. Hashtag just saying. And Brian Finley is on updates all night long. Everything is a final. We don't have the the maddening finish of a Pac-12 after dark game like we did last week, but we have a a full day of college football to 
to recap. If you missed any of the big moments, gentlemen, I broke out my editing chops earlier tonight. I had the I had the insomnia that comes with this show, so there was there was no nap. And I put together a montage of some of the biggest plays of the day with the excitement of the college football play-by-play that we'll kick off hour number two with. But listen, we've got all hour one to talk about college football and the fact that Clemson might be the most overrated team in the history of mankind, about how we still have ten teams, I think, that control their own destiny for the four-team playoff, and how going for two is not a bad call if you call the right play. And if you actually catch an onside kick, that went right to you. But the NFL is king, and I am fascinated by what week four has ahead of us. And not just in some of the unlikely undefeated matchups that are currently taking place. No, 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 no. Save your tweets. I'm at Plank Show. Save your pandering tweets to me that I'm trying to suck up to Eric Roberts because – He's a Buffalo Bills fan. No, no, no. That's not the case at all. But how many of y'all had Buffalo sitting at 3-0 and when they hosted New England later on today? Not many. How many? I'm not, I'm not pandering to Chris, but how many of you had the Lions undefeated whenever they hosted the Chiefs later on this morning? Probably not many. A lot of you probably had the, the Rams undefeated when they host the Buccaneers. But, but you're getting my point. I bring it up for this reason. I I am hopelessly and willingly addicted to football, man. I love everything about it. It is it's my passion. I don't I'm not going to sit here and act like I can break down certain defensive schemes. I'm not going to break out the all 22 and try to X and O up a play for you, but I just I love everything about the game. With that said, I think many of you are like me. I think it starts if your team didn't go to the Super Bowl, as soon as the Super Bowl wraps up with maybe kind of the offseason realization that, oh, we stink this year. We're awful. But the draft's right around the corner, right? So you get hyped about the draft a little bit. You start talking about some of the prospects that could end up falling into your lap, right? You start thinking about how they might fit into your system. It's really exciting when you're looking for a quarterback. Because that's all anyone wants to talk about, and that gives you renewed hope. Oh, too, a tongue of Ilo would look great in silver and black or whatever the case might be, right? You spend then that that po well, I guess the the free agent period would then be what, right after? Or right before the draft now. So you got the free agency that kicks in, then you get the draft, then you get OTAs. And my point is we spend more time anticipating football than we actually get in the NFL. So I unfortunately have to be the bearer of bad news today that there's about 10 to 12 teams who, through this process of waiting for football, teams that we – listen, I'm not including the Dolphins in this conversation, okay? I'm I'm sorry. Both of the Miami fans who are still on board, I get it. I hate it for you, but I think you see what's going on. There's about 10 teams – who had that hope that entire offseason, that eight months of an offseason to wait and to hope. And your team probably today is playing to see whether or not this is going to be a lost season or if they can restore hope. And the reality is, in a week-to-week league, 
you're probably going to be scratching and clawing and fighting that battle beyond just week four, which of course got underway Thursday night with one of those teams that I think, based on the way things had started for Dallas, I think Philadelphia was in a lot of ways, I don't think the term would be save their season. I don't necessarily know if if that's the proper way to put it through four weeks. But maybe more specifically, to kind of restore hope, to kind of get you back to where Eric Roberts is with the Buffalo Bills, to get you back to where Chris is with the Detroit Lions, to get you back to where, I don't know, you might be right now after a, a big win last week for, say, uh, mm, uh, the Giants, where suddenly Danny Dimes is the greatest thing we've ever seen. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dimes is the greatest thing we've ever seen. So, as the show rolls on tonight, I'll, I want to make a case for each of these teams. And I I, I hate it because my, my team's in the middle of this. I'm a diehard Raiders fan. I have been. I can't play Mr. Objective on the radio. Sorry, that's not what this gig is all about anymore. <laughs> You're supposed to be down the line. Uh, no. Have you paid attention over the last decade? But it's it's wild because there's certain teams on this list, like like Oakland, like Carolina, like even Jacksonville, who they're not teams that necessarily came in where you would talk about them as Super Bowl contenders. And hell, maybe even playoff contenders. But teams where your fans were kind of inspired by maybe improvement, Maybe a fresh start in some cases. Maybe just finding themselves on the upward trend. But here we are going into week four, and you have a team like Atlanta who's sitting at one and two, and they're taking on a Tennessee Titans team. I think my man Shady Sean would agree, who after starting the season, knocking off Cleveland, expectations change. Suddenly you sit around and think, huh, this defense. This defense is nasty. Look what they did to Baker Mayfield. Look what they did to the Browns. And the next thing you know, you're sitting in one and two. Browns are a great case, great piece of evidence for this. But you have about 10 to 11, maybe even 12 teams whose season could essentially be on the brink from a fan's sanity later on today. Now, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to handle things if Buffalo beats New England. Later today, I I haven't even allowed that, to, I haven't even allowed that to enter my conscious because Eric Roberts. I mean, what? I know how I'm going to handle it. <laughs> I know how I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, handle I know it how you're going to handle it. I know you're going to handle it, and it's going to be very blurry, and it's going to be very faded. But could you imagine Bills Mafia and that next level they could find with an upset win over New England today to go to four and zero when nobody was talking about this team? Nobody was talking about this team in the preseason. I'm sorry. I'm not maybe there was a a handful of the of those who keep eyes on the spreads. I didn't I talked to to Bernie. I don't know if he and and RJ Bell had kind of thought that maybe their their win total was one worth looking at. I'll concede that. But nobody was looking at the AFC East and saying, "Hmm, maybe Buffalo." What you hear a lot? What you hear in the preseason? Come on, y'all confess up. It was the Jets. Well, you know, Sam Darnold, another year. Adam Gase, he's kind of a quarterback wizard. Dude gets mono. They're winless. Suddenly, everyone forgets about him. Lo and behold, welcome in the Buffalo Bills. So, 
in addition to some teams maybe playing for their fans' sanity today, and, I mean, again, like I said, I don't think it's fair through four weeks to say any team in any sport, regardless of how short the season is, unless you're falling to 0-4. I mean, there's not a lot of must-win situations through four weeks. But we only play 16 games in the NFL. Captain Obvious, thank you. Here I am. I'm, I'm here one night only. But you got to take care and take advantage of these opportunities. And there's some teams that need to get that trend swinging back in the other direction. So as the show rolls on tonight, we'll sprinkle those in because, as I said, I'm all kinds of eaten up with the slate that we have today in the NFL. I mean, there's fascinating matchups. Panthers at Texans. You know, are, are we going to see now that next level of performance in New York? with the Giants hosting the Redskins and Daniel Jones making his home debut. We mentioned the unlikely matchup of undefeateds. Tennessee at or pardon me, New England at Buffalo, Kansas City at Detroit. Some preseason picks to potentially make playoff runs might be battling for their playoff lives. Again, being a little bit dramatic there. And oh yeah, everybody's pick in the preseason to potentially make a deep run in the Cleveland Browns against, I guess you could say, the emerging team out of the AFC North in the Baltimore Ravens. So we'll dive into it throughout the night. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. If you're up, if you're after it, help me figure this out. Lay out a few teams with me. And I'm again, I'm not being overly lazy here. Hey, do this for me. Call me. Tell me it. No, I'm, I'm curious if you're in line with whom you might feel is a team that could be playing for its season today. Let's get into it. Let's dive into it. 877-99 on Fox. As always, I'm hopelessly addicted to not just football, but also Twitter. I'm at Plank Show. That's at Plank Show, where you can hit me up on Twitter. And everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we'll dive into more NFL. But college football probably had one of its more, how should I say this, one-sided days in quite a while. Sure, you can find some good games. That was one heck of a matchup between North Carolina and Clemson. That was everybody's pick to be the greatest quarterback that has ever graced the field with his presence in Trevor Lawrence. And they barely squeaked by a North Carolina team that got beat by Wake Forest and Appalachian State. So we'll dive into the repercussions of that. And I, I, think, I think it's time to start and stop, maybe I should say, cramming the narrative that Nebraska is back down our throats. Holy smokes. I mean, there's losing a game. And there's getting embarrassed. And that's what happened, unfortunately, to Nebraska tonight. And it elevated, I think, a team that not a lot of people have been giving a lot of credit to. Not a lot of people have been talking about in Ohio State. That's elevated Ohio State, I think, to the front of a lot of our minds in this college football playoff conversation. So when we come back, let's dive into week five. That's right, week five already of the college football season. Jason Martin is out tonight. My name is Chris Plank. Hit us up, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. A busy Sunday morning on Fox Sports Radio.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress 5 Years Running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Fox Sports Radio, my name is Chris Plank. I'm sending in for Jason Martin today whom I'll probably try to call Jason Smith about 12 times. What a day, I I think, in college football. And, again, I know there's a certain faction that is always going to be upset because you don't have Alabama playing Clemson every week or Michigan, Ohio State or Oklahoma, Texas. And it's, oh, well, these matchups stink. Well, Usually, I want to stand up and try to scratch and claw and, and fight and say, no, this counts football. You always will have a week of bad matchups. But, oh, boy, uh, this is this is kind of one of those tough weekends in a lot of ways to try and defend. And honestly, uh, last weekend was too, but UCLA kind of saved it. I mean, Brian Finley saw it firsthand with us last week. Unfortunately, I, I hope that was more than just a one-half thing because what what's the stat that just got thrown out by our man John Wilner? That UCLA scored 50 points in 19 minutes against Washington State, and they've scored 66 points 
in the other 251 combined. That is not good. But that's not really where the, the topic of conversation is tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to GEICO.com and see how much you could save. Now, I I think the topic of conversation tonight in in the college football world is kind of twofold, and it's a question I have. I'm not against going for two and going for the win. I was listening to Arnie Spanier earlier tonight, and Arnie and I will will talk about this later, and I I tend to agree with him on, on one front. I think it's I think it's more and Mac Brown has forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. So let me give you that disclaimer. And I love the idea of hey, we're going for it. But th- there was still a lot of time left on the clock. And I'm not I'm not trying to tell you that suddenly Trevor Lawrence is going to regain his accuracy, which at times appeared to be a little bit erratic on Saturday against North Carolina. I mean, he was he still completed 18 of 30 passes, so it's not as if he was horrific. But w- when North Carolina, and if you missed it, Clemson beat North Carolina tonight, well, earlier this afternoon, 21 to 20, whenever the Tar Heels scored a touchdown in the closing minutes and then went for two. But there was still a minute 17 left on the clock. And I, I think in that instance – it's okay to go ahead and, and play for the tie. I really do, and, and get to overtime. You always hear, oh, but I I put my faith in my I, – I believed in these guys. Well, are you, are you saying that you didn't believe in them if you happened to get to overtime? <laughs> I just had so much belief in these guys. Great. Then, then why wouldn't you take the automatic? Why wouldn't you just get this game in a position to where you could at least play on? You're at home. But it's easy. You know, it's funny. You go for two and you get it. What are you? Oh, my gosh. This guy's a hero. This is incredible. Go for two and you miss it. You're a moron. You're an idiot. What the hell are you thinking? The play call was a little bit concerning. I think you you kind of go with a, with a little bit of an option play. You try to stretch the Clemson defense. But there's a deeper issue here. And, and the, the whole crew will check in right after the bottom of the hour and – uh, we'll get your calls at 877-99 on Fox if you want to get in here. I'd love to get some of your perspective on it on Twitter. I'm at Plank Show. That's at Plank Show uh, or at Fox Sports Radio. But as bad as some of the games were today from a margin of victory perspective, I think we're starting to see definitive lines being drawn about who actually is going to end up playing in the four-team playoffs. And as much as we constantly think about the Sharpie in for Clemson, which I can't still argue with. I mean, I, I they almost lost to North Carolina today. But where's the next game where you look at Clemson being pushed this year? You think Florida State's going to push them next week? They're playing better, but I don't think so. Actually, that's in two weeks. They get their bye week next week. You think they're going to go to Louisville and get pushed? Doubt it. Boston College, Wofford. So I, I just the ACC is the ACC is not where it should be from a depth perspective, and that helps Clemson. But I think there's ten teams right now that truly control their own destiny in college football. Now, 
that might seem like a lot, and it is. But there's also a bit of a of a caveat to it, because of those ten teams that control their own destiny, eight of them are going to end up playing each other or cannibalizing themselves in some way, shape, or form. I mean, the only two teams of those ten that don't have to worry about playing another one of – I'm trying to make sure I word this properly so it makes sense, and it also makes sense to me. But the only two teams out of the ten that I think control their own destiny to make the college football playoff that don't play another team that's in that list – did that make sense, E-Rob? you got ten teams. Two of them don't play anyone else that's on the list. I think so. It's Clemson and Oklahoma. Now, Texas is out. Texas is out of the mix right now. And I know they got a bye week, so no one's talking about it. But I don't care how many participation trophies you want to give the Longhorns for how well they played against LSU. They lost at home to a team that they had the ball in goal-to-goal situations on two occasions and couldn't punch in it. So Texas is out. They could, they could end up back in this mix, but as far as controlling their own destiny, nah, they need help. So Oklahoma will not play another one of those teams that's in a control-its-own-destiny situation. It's not Oklahoma State, Chuba Hubbard might be emerging into the Heisman conversation after what he did tonight, and he should be. Dude's a stud. The fact that half of you still call him Chuba Hubbard is enraging enough. But the fact that nobody really kind of took note of just how special of a season he had. When they had a guy that got drafted in the third round in Justice Hill, he replaced him last year. He was better than him. Of course, an injury to Hill helped out a little bit too. But Oklahoma State's not going to be an issue from a team that could control its own destiny for the playoffs. Still hard. Maybe the most difficult game on Oklahoma's schedule left. And and I know Baylor's 4-0, but eh. I, I, I mean, they, they tried to blow it today against Iowa State. So my point, I don't think Oklahoma's worried about facing one of those teams that controls its own destiny. And we already mentioned Clemson. We already mentioned Clemson. And their schedule might be less horrifying than any of those teams that we think are on the fast track towards potentially playing in the four-team playoffs. So when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, I want to lay out some of the big games that are left, what we learned today, and those other eight teams who end up playing each other in some way, shape, or form, or at least have matchups that could eliminate them, that I feel like through five weeks of the college football season, not including the zero week, we could argue at six, but through five weeks of the college football season, absolutely, positively control their own destiny. And we'll do that next. But first... Rolling in with everything that took place last night, Brian Finley is in the house. A little bit less juice to start the show from a Bruins perspective tonight, Brian. My goodness, Chris. They (laughs) should have won that game. They missed Uh. a field goal down the stretch. But you know what? Their defense just has a lot to work on right now. And... I did like Austin Burton coming in as the backup quarterback. He He showed some life. Yeah. So, again... too many penalties. Uh, the Pac-12 officiating wasn't grade A, but when have they ever been grade A? And again, it all translated into a, a tough go of it for UCLA. As we turn back to Saturday in college football, North Carolina down one with about one minute left, opted to go for two against number one Clemson. How? Sends Newsom in motion. He'll fake the handoff to Williams. Sprint option near side. Hal taken down, flips it to Newsom. He leaps for the goal line but can't get there. 
Clemson makes the stop, not once but twice. John Engel on the call for North Carolina Tar Heels and Learfield IMG College. The Tigers squeeze by 21-20. Second-ranked Alabama steering clear of Ole Miss 59-31. Tua had six touchdowns for Bama. Fifth-ranked Ohio State bashing Nebraska 48-7. Buckeyes quarterback Justin Fields had his hand in four touchdowns. Number six, Oklahoma sours Texas Tech 55-16. Sooners quarterback Jalen Hurts slung for 415 yards and played a part in four touchdowns. Washington State's offense shriveling up at a 38-13 loss to 18th-ranked Utah. Number 22, UCF axes UConn 56-21. The Knights stockpiled 607 yards of offense. Saturday Saturday in pay-per-view boxing, Errol Spence Jr. winning by split decision over Sean Porter to become the U- not unified welterweight champion. <laughs> and online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Back to Chris Plank and the Geico Fox Sports Studios. Ah, Thank you very much, Brian Finley. He'll have updates for you all night long recapping what we learned in college football today. As we come to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I had to I'm, – <laughs> I'm a big fan of having the highlight shows on during the show. I would, I would assume – Chris, Eric, Brian, you guys have the highlights up through all the games today while the show's going on, right? Maybe a little Sports Center, maybe maybe a game re-airing on Fox by Sports the, One. By the end of the night, I'll probably be able to recite the uh, <laughs> ESPN Top Ten. That's usually how it works. I, I usually look up I, at about seven every hour. I'd so. like to have on more, but apparently one of the remotes to switch the TV controls around here isn't working, so all I can really control is one TV. Funny story about that. Yesterday, I had the same thing happen to me. I have I have one TV. I had the same thing happen in my studios in beautiful Oklahoma, and I just it was on an infomercial. I actually watched the whole thing during the show. It's like, whoa, my, I might need to buy it. It was the it was the knives, and it wasn't the Ginsu knives. It was a different kind of knife. But my point in asking and bringing it up, I don't I don't even know if I can do the highlights anymore from today's. And I'm I love college football. I live it. It's my job. But is there, is there anything beyond North Carolina and Clemson that I'm missing, Eric? Is there anything, Chris, Brian, that you guys have seen that we're missing from today? Because every quote-unquote big game from today ended up being a rout, unless you're big on Baylor and Iowa State, which I'm all about in Big 12 country. But I just – I feel like it was one of the more disappointing days in college football. And we had good scores. I mean, we had good games. We had – we had a few. I mean, Arizona State Cal was was a really fun game last night, but it's a Friday night game. Texas A&M and Arkansas was a good game today, but it was t- Texas A&M and Arkansas. Texas A&M, who has no business being ranked, but yet here they are at twenty three, playing Arkansas. You had incredible individual performances like Chuba Hubbard, but the Oklahoma State Kansas State game was on a damn app, and the thing didn't work half the time. So. I don't I don't know. Am I missing something from today? Because I had to turn off the highlights because I'm tired of seeing saving the same four plays over and over. How about my Toledo Rockets then, huh? Ah. No, I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> uh I think the only thing that really stood out to me was I was watching 
Virginia Notre Dame, and that was close that was right good. up until I think like late in the third quarter, and Notre okay. Dame pulled away. So okay, that was I'll really about it. No, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But we have. Do you want to add one more to that, Eric or Brian? Hey, Chris, how about? Mississippi State in the way they got beat by Auburn. I mean, my goodness, they give up the Bulldogs 42 points in the first half. And, you know, the Bulldogs are are no slouch, but my goodness, did Auburn put out a statement there with their ability to run the football and just, I think Bo Nix really looked a much improved quarterback, you know, the freshman being able to throw it with more precision. Well, I I will say that that was – that was quite possibly one of the most unfortunate games that ended up on primetime outside of <laughs> yeah. the other game. That was on counter of that game on ESPN uh, for most of it, which was Ohio State and Nebraska. But yeah, you're right. I thought Auburn made a statement, which gets us and slides us right into the whole point of trying to dive into college football here tonight. I am of the belief that 10 teams in college football currently control their own destiny. 10. And I mentioned that Oklahoma and Clemson are likely in a situation where neither will face a true elimination game against one of the other teams on this list. But if they lose, if Clemson would have lost today to North Carolina, the only way they would have found themselves back in the playoff mix is pure and unadulterated homerism. Did I say that right? Because that would be all about legacy. That wouldn't be about their resume or what they did last this year. It would be about what they did last year and the previous four playoffs when they made the four-team playoff. Because if you put Clemson's resume up, if you know the blind resume test that we do a lot in college basketball to decide who's in and who's out in the NCAA tournament, you do a blind resume with Clemson, most of you wouldn't have them in a top 15 situation. But if you were to pull back and say it's Clemson, oh, well, that's the number one team in the country. And I'm a firm believer that you're number one until someone knocks you off that pedestal, right? I, I, it, so I've got to somehow stand and die on that hill. But this has got to be one of the least impressive defenses of a national championship that we've seen in quite a while. But the good news is for Clemson is it's early. They are 5-0. and There's nobody that's really going to push them or scare them, so you're in good shape. Here's, to me, the other eight teams quickly before we break that I think control their own destiny. Georgia, LSU, Alabama, and Auburn. Yes, you heard right. Four teams from the Big 12, uh, from the SEC. Ohio State. Wisconsin, actually a fifth team because Florida's in this mix as well, too. And Penn State. Those are the 10 teams that I think sitting here today on what is today's date even? Are we still? It's 29th of of September. I think those are the 10 teams that control their own destiny to make the four-team playoff. Everyone else is in a position where they're going to need some help. And here's the, the fun little caveat to it. We'll start seeing some of these elimination games, like, say, Auburn at Florida next week. Also, you know, we've got October 26th, Auburn at LSU, November 16th, Auburn at Georgia, November 30th, the Iron Bowl. You'll start seeing some of these games that will then have increased playoff ramifications. And next week, next week either Auburn or Florida is likely out. 
Now, if Auburn loses, they'll need help. But I think with the schedule left, they still have a chance to scratch and claw back into that playoff mix. Ohio State, Wisconsin's coming up on October 26th. And then you have Ohio State and Penn State on November 23rd. To me, you know, whichever one of those teams is able to come through that unscathed, look out. You know, Wisconsin's fortunate. They don't have to worry about Penn State this year. But they do have to play Iowa on November 9th. And then you, you look at Florida beyond this weekend, they've got to go to LSU. They host Georgia. And Georgia has to worry about Auburn on November 16th. So of those 10 teams, two you could say probably have a little bit of a smoother schedule. Eight really are going to be battling forward, including the five SEC teams. I mean, who, who can forget the very first ever college football playoff poll that we had? had three SEC teams in it. <laughs> and I think if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, it was Mississippi State, Mississippi, and Auburn were the three teams that were in the very first four-team playoff poll. So I'm just – I'm telling you right now, we can't get too carried away with declaring teams in or out at this point, especially whenever it seems to be as wide open as it is right now. Ten. Ten teams. And then, you know, knocking on that door. Or a couple. I think Notre Dame's still very much in the mix. I really do. You start having a few one-loss teams, you get into whose loss is more impressive. If Texas is able to run the run the table, and their only loss is to LSU, and LSU doesn't have the bottom fallout because people realize that uh, we've been doing these types of offenses for years in college football, and just because LSU is doing it doesn't mean it's some sort of earth-shattering, game-changing mindset. Oh, my gosh. LSU learned the forward pass was something you could do. Holy smokes, it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, we're doing it for years. But if LSU stays solid, then maybe a Texas could end up back in the mix. I do think the Pac-12 is in big trouble. Washington still, to me, is their best bet if disaster happens around them. And we are now about seven days removed from, uh, I think, Chris, I think you were in with me on this. When we were trying to keep USC's hopes alive after their Friday night win last week over Utah, laying out their schedule, laying out how challenging it is, laying out how impressive it would be if they could pull it off, only to see them get smoked today by Washington. So I'm shocked. Shocked, shocked, shocked. (sighs) Kind of buries that whole conversation we had last week. But I, I don't really know if there is a... I don't really know if there is a true highlight from the 10 teams that you look back and say, hmm, okay, that, team is, uh, that team's that team got a better shot than, than Y team of the eight. I mean, I think you look at OU and Clemson, Oklahoma and Clemson, and you say, my gosh, they've got a chance because they're not, they may not be challenged. I mean, that's, that's the reality of the conferences they play in, I think, right now. I think Texas is good. I don't think they're that good. And they're beat up. They, they're, they're down four starters or three starters in the secondary, and the fourth guy's dinged up too. I mean, it's you're looking your chops in this conference with that. Clemson, as we brought up, doesn't really get challenged again. I mean, there's a good chance of that group that we brought up, those eight, all of them could lose a game. Then what happens? What if Alabama beats Auburn? But then uh, – well, I, mean, I should probably do that the other way. What if Auburn beats Alabama – but Auburn had lost to Florida. And then let's say Georgia beats LSU, but had lost to Florida, 
and LSU in that mix had dropped its game in which they squared off against, say, I don't know, an Auburn. I mean, it's, it's maddening to try to figure out all the scenarios. But it's fairly simple if you just win. And that's why I'm never going to complain about strength of schedules or anything of that nature because you're still in a situation where you win and you're in. All right, we got a break. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we'll start to segue away from some college football talk, dive into the NFL. I'm big on that number 10 tonight. So 10 teams that I think still control their own destiny in college football, 10 teams who I think are playing for their season next. We'll start diving into it as uh, Jason Martin is out celebrating his nuptials. I'm Chris Plank sitting in again tonight right here on Fox Sports Radio. Number 10. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Jason Martin is out. My name is Chris Plank sitting in. E-Rob, Chris Perfett, and uh, Brian Finley. 
are in the house getting us through the night. Have all the editors left? Do we still need to give credit to all the editors? Pretty no, no, but it's a, it's a dark building over here okay, in Sherman all right. Oaks. We'll make sure, make sure. Every time it's funny. The last few times I've been to to L.A. Well, the last time I went, we drove right by the state, uh, the studio, and you can. I mean, it's hey, there it is. I can see Jason Smith said, "What's up, guys?" So. Yeah, especially Good. once the sun goes down, you, the, these windows don't do much if, unless no. the shades are down. So I, I have a very good non-sports question here, maybe to wrap up hour number one. Uh, brought to us by one Crystal who is listening in, I believe, in Glenpool, Oklahoma, just outside of Tulsa. Who gets married during football season? Seriously, WTF, which simply means why the fuss? So let me um, let me start with you, Eric. Why 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 get married during football season, Jason Martin? What would you say? Is is this planned I'm, by him? I'm not going to bash it because okay. I am engaged, right. and we are aiming for a 2020 wedding, right? And just planning and time wise, I would probably be forced into a late okay. year wedding. So I'm not okay. going to bash it entirely because sometimes dates and stuff, and we're in the very early stage of this, so I can't really bash it because right. I know. You know, I I feel I feel the process, and you know, if if the misses or the future misses in these cases, gives a she date, says, you're not you gonna go. You're not. Hey, right? sorry, babe. The Bills and the Patriots are three and zero, and you know, September 29th is not gonna work. Well, what she says goes. So yeah, I know it's kind of Chris. I mean, I guess we all just have to fall in line with whatever the lady says, right? I mean, this is a rough one for me because my my dating relations are never never go well. But I mean. <laughs> I kind of I kind of get it because like it's fall, it's great right. weather. You don't want to get married in the summer. Uh, I would just like you know spring. Spring f- feels better to me, but like gotcha. I, I, I definitely get it. It's got nice colors in the trees and everything. Lots competing for you in the fall, though. Uh, it's just yeah. I mean, I can't I can't fault them for Streaming it. Streaming apps on phones now. You got you if you want, you can watch in your phone. My brother had a Kings playoff game on, going on at the bar in his wedding. So oh, okay. there's ways That's to watch. That's a party there's, foul there's, if you ask me, though. Like, you can't pull up the streaming at a wedding. <laughs> I, I, can, like, I think I was, I think it was my sister and my cousin had a fall wedding, and like I, I thought about it, and I'm just right? like, no, people are nah. going to razz me for this. I've watched plenty of Bill's games in the back of like a kid's birthday party or even Good church. Call. So, Good I mean, call. Yeah. I've done the same thing. But I will say, as, uh, as I get older, I do become more cynical about people scheduling things that doesn't fit my schedule. It's like, you're, you're having a wedding in September? Don't you understand what's going on? Uh, one of my, by the way, Finley, do you have a problem with this? I don't want to leave you out of this conversation. And we're not yeah. back, and it's just a question that was brought up. So whenever I find that special someone, and right? once the, the dating apps start to work for me, go ahead. I'm looking for someone, and maybe that person is listening right now. So this is a uh, this <laughs> is a, a plea, right? Yeah, night pl- sports yeah. talk radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They better love sports. There I want to watch games with you so that it doesn't become an issue and that they understand, hey, whatever hour of the day, we got stuff going on, and they're up for it. We okay. had a board op go to a wedding on Super Bowl Sunday last what? year or year before. Yeah, Alex Tyshirt. He works Jason Smith. and yeah, That's a very Alex did, thing to do. He, did, is, he had a wedding is. to go to on Super Bowl Sunday last season. Huh. Well, this is in no means meant to – not uh, to take away from the marital bliss that our man Jason Martin is celebrating right now. But I did have to share my buddy Gabe Eichert, his best friend, he had a wedding last week, and he got lucky that it fell on a bye week 
for the Oklahoma Sooners. So <laughs> maybe there was some uh, next-level planning in this, but uh, Jason will be back next week as he celebrates his nuptials. We'll be back next hour with some tweets and a lot of NFL talk on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two of three, it's the Jason – Martin Show. I told you I'm going to say Jason Smith at some point. So Jason Martin Show on Fox Sports Radio. Jason's out. He's back coming up next week. And in the meantime, we'll fill in for the next hour and 59 minutes from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Shots already fired on Twitter. Shots already fired in the Bills-Patriots battle today. I am... Now, this is the least surprising trash talk that we've seen so far. But, Eric, we shall not stand. These transgressions will not be tolerated. Jeremy writes, the Bills will get stomped like cockroaches. Their fans are going to look like a toddler whose ice cream fell off the cone onto the ground. This game will not be close. Have you people in Bills Mafia learned nothing over the last two decades stop it get some help who hurt you man jesus who the bills is like the little brother finally just getting a getting a shot and relax dude okay no 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 bills fan is is consciously going into this game like saying we're gonna win because it's the bills versus the patriots you know (laughs) the last bit i was talking to plank in the break the last time the bills beat the patriots at home was in 03 and that's with a for sure Bills Patriots game in Buffalo every season. Put it on, you know, cemented in. We're playing them right. in Buffalo every year. And the last time they beat them was in 03. Yes. Yes. Like the yes. Bills aren't going into this game thinking, oh, we're going to blow them out. The Bills Mafia, you know, I think they're a pretty rational fan base for most part. You know, but, but there's hope. There's definitely hope. The rational side, I will say, took a little bit of a shot this week. And I think it might be my favorite video. And I hope the dude's okay. I think El Prez posted it, and they were – I don't know what they were trying to do. I don't know if they were trying to set off fireworks or they were just trying to blow something up, and they had a pipe, and the thing exploded in the dude's hand. And they showed the conversation between, I guess, the Barstool guys trying to make sure that it was okay to post it and then the the guys who had actually sent in the video. And the question was, my gosh, is he okay? And the response from Bills fan was, "We're three and zero. He's fine." <laughs> so, you you want? I think when you're saying they're rational when it comes to expectations right now. Yeah. I don't. I don't think any Bills fan. And I could be wrong. And I'd love to hear from your drunk asses at eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. It's four a.m. in Buffalo right now. They might already be drinking and pregaming for the show or but, for the game. Might but, absolutely are. Might. <laughs> but. Eric, I don't think anyone's going into this saying we are going to the bleeping Super Bowl where we're going to boat race the Patriots. It's going to be what? I don't know. Who was it? Was it Tyler? Who who was it that ended up moving on to Buffalo 2.0? And we're going to beat the snot out of the Patriots and we're never going to stop. So I don't. I, I just don't think that's. Going I to hope be the not. I hope. I hope we. I hope Bills fans everywhere have at least learned to not be that way. Hey, but hey, you beat the Patriots. You go four and zero. It's going to be a party in Buffalo until next week when they probably lose on the road to the Titans because uh, they Buffalo themselves. So you know. I, I. I. By the way, I got my awesome defensive back screwed up. That would have been what the lawyer Malloy move. 
Yeah, I believe that took so. place. Yeah, two thousand and three. That was the lawyer Malloy game. Whenever they destroyed him, ended up on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So easy, easy. It's still very early. It's still I gotta, early. I gotta say this too. Like, go ahead. We we see like Patriots lost sometimes in the early season. It surprises us a bit, but it's not not really that surprising. I mean, speaking of the speaking from my side too, I know the Detroit Lions caught the Patriots early last season, yeah. and everyone was kind of shocked by that because that was their, you know, the Lions up to that point looked awful, but they caught the Patriots. Like, stranger Wh- things have happened. Whatever trend needs to line up for the Bills here, I'm all for it, guys. Trust me. <laughs> Do you have to work tomorrow, or is this no, it no. for the week? I'll be oh my checking gosh. out of here in two hours, going to go get a couple hours, and I will be in my family's front room, Bills gear on. And I'm, I'm not a big Game day person, but oh, I'm I pumped am. for this one, guys. I'm Can't, pumped for it. I'm such a game day person. I'm kicking everyone out of my house whenever noon central time rolls around today because I believe the season turns today for Derek Carr and the Oakland Raiders. <clears throat> uh, who dat Tyler dude tweeted at us and said the Saints and Cowboys would be 10 times more sexy with a healthy Drew Brees. I don't know what it is but the Cowboys-Saints series, and I probably – I probably should have crafted this take a little bit more, I don't know, specific whenever I was thinking about it. I always feel like the team that we don't think is going to win ends up winning that game. And it, it, it feels like they play every single year. But it just it seems as if every time the Cowboys and the, the Saints play, the underdog is a team that ends up catching catching a little heater. And I'm I'm telling you what. Teddy Bridgewater is not a guy that's going to beat you throwing lasers down the field, but they finally realized that, A, I had Alvin Kamara on my fantasy team, and, B, you you have Alvin Kamara on your team. Feed Kamara. And they did last week. I, there is somebody out there right now at 3-0 and or 2-1 and that we're fawning all over that's going to implode. You know it is. I mean, I, I, last year, this is you, – you ready for some wildness because we don't remember anything in sports anymore. What's that? If I make a Men in Black reference, is that too old? Didn't they just have a reboot of that? It was a new but, one, yeah. Okay, okay. So they had the thing that wipes your mind? I almost feel like that's how we are in the sports world anymore. It's like we completely forget what happened the week before, or, my gosh, nobody remembers what happened the year before. And last year, when we were heading into week four, the Miami Dolphins were 3-0. The Houston Texans were 0-3. Do I need to tell you how both of those books ended? Hell, the Patriots were 1-2 and two at this point last year. They had just been throttled by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we were, we were writing postmortems about the, the Tom Brady era, how they were done, and then lo and behold, they're in the Super Bowl, and they win the damn thing. So I, I guess I'm not trying to take away from your point. You're right. Drew Brees, Tyler, would definitely – make this a much more intriguing matchup. But I'm just not bearing it because it's it's Teddy and not Drew. I think this is – I don't want to use the term refreshed because I'm not trying to make the point that not having Drew Brees has helped Sean Payton. That's not the point. That's not the point. What I think you've seen is it's challenged. It's it's challenged Sean Payton a little bit. And I think it's got him – I think he's got him up on his game. I, 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 again – that was a creative approach. 
that they had last week. They did some things after having a week to prepare Teddy Bridgewater as your starting quarterback that when you sat back and thought, okay, all right, this might work. This might be the dude that we thought was going to be the starting quarterback for years and years and years to come with Minnesota. This offense might not miss as much as it typically does. So maybe I'm reaching a bit. Maybe I'm trying to make it more exciting than it actually is. But I find myself very much intrigued. Uh, my man Poke Skins is listening in in T-Town on duty. T-Town, y'all, is Tulsa. That's the 918, just saying. And then uh, Dupree McMath hits us up and says, Saints win by 10 with defense. Okay. I like the Saints defense a lot. Dennis Allen, who cratered as a head coach, which was not his fault. He had a horrific roster in Oakland. And the fact that Reggie McKenzie still gets jobs is laughable to me. But, and by the way, if you want to try to defend Reggie McKenzie, he had Khalil Mack fall in his lap. He had Derek Carr fall in his lap in the second round. I could have made those picks. The fact that nobody, the fact that the Bills went with Sammy Watkins, they were ready to take Sammy Watkins, okay? And they had Khalil Mack fall in their lap. Anyway, back to the point. I'm really impressed with the Saints' defense. I just, you know, speaking of a team that saw a guy they wanted to go get and went got him, Marcus Davenport. I mean, they they wanted to get the UTSA product last year. They moved up in the draft and made it happen. So Dennis Allen's done a great job coordinating that defense. We have now three weeks worth of film in what might be Kellen Moore's tendencies. Maybe maybe there's some things now that kind of surprised people by what the Cowboys were doing offensively. And I, I don't know. This is not the most fascinating conversation to have. I get it. And it's probably something better meant and better used in, say, a, like, like an X and O podcast or listening to our man John Middlecoff on the 3 Now podcast. But when you get a couple of games on either a quarterback or an offensive coordinator or a head coach, it makes all the difference in the world, which is why I – I'm curious to see what happens with the New York Giants today. I don't think the Redskins are all that, but the Giants aren't either. And that's why I'm curious to kind of see at what point, if at all, do things level out for this Dallas Cowboy offense. But you're right, Dupree. I think the Saints have a really good chance to win it with defense today. All right, before we wrap up this segment, I heard something similar to this last week, and I kicked myself for not putting it together. But as we put a bow tie on our college football conversations from week five of the college football season, I wanted to showcase some of the biggest moments of the day. Yes, it featured blowouts. Yes, it featured a couple of fantastic finishes. But sit back, relax, and enjoy the sounds of week five of college football, courtesy uh, we'll give credit to all the great radio networks. You're going to hear the Sooner Radio Network in here, the North Carolina Radio Network, the Clemson Radio Network, the Alabama Radio Network, and, of course, all of our great editors that work nonstop behind the scenes at Fox Sports Radio to bring you this great sound. Another play action. Now Jalen wants to throw. Does across the middle. CD caught him another one. And he breaks free again. 30, 25, 20. He'll coast into the end zone. Touchdown. Third of the day for CD Lamb. Hunter Johnson. To the throw knocked away by Burrell. It's loose in the end zone, and the Badgers will pounce. Touchdown, Wisconsin. 
Matt Henningsen recovers in the end zone for his second touchdown of the year. 13-3, Wisconsin. Tua waits in the shotgun. Here's Judy in motion, goes behind Tua and Najee. Now Tua looks right, nothing there, throws long, end zone, Devontae, touchdown, Alabama. Devontae Smith, what a day he is having, a 33-yard masterful reception from Tua Tungvaloa, and Alabama pads their lead. Let me see, Tua Tungvaloa to Devontae Smith. I've heard that combination before. Whaley's in it, tailback, Hicks, gives it to Devois, bursts outside at the five, touchdown Arkansas! Devois Whaley with the score, his third rushing touchdown of the season. Arkansas goes 84 yards and they reclaim the lead. Tight formation, Oz is the lone wide receiver on the left side. Kellen, over the middle, back in the end zone, Courtney Davis, touchdown, Aggies! Hughes second, Aggies regain the lead, 27-24. Hand off to Tony Jones across the left side, 20, 15, 10. It's a race to the end zone, the Jones will win! Touchdown, Notre Dame! Second and goal, Ohio State in the Nebraska two and a half. Fields looking to throw. Screens it out on the left side. Hill at the four. Hill knifes into the end zone for the touchdown as he cut inside of the corner. DiCaprio Boodle and a two-yard touchdown pass. Fields to Hill and the Buckeyes a two-touchdown lead. Handoff, Savon Ahmed dances and breaks past everybody. It's a foot race to the end zone. Savon Ahmed turns on the Jets to the 30, to the 20. Angles right, pedal on 10. Cuts back upfield. Touchdown, 89 yards. Savon Ahmed. Touchdown, Huskies. The speedster runs a 4-3-40. Huntley in the gun. Hands it again. Nope, he's going to keep it out on the edge. Tyler walks it into the end zone. Touchdown. <laughs> Touchdown, Tyler Huntley. Also looking to tie it from 39. Ball down. The kick is up. It's got enough distance, but it is wide right. He missed it. They iced him. Howe with Williams to his right. Hands it to him. Javante. Touchdown. Touchdown, Carolina. Howe. Sends Newsom in motion. He'll fake the handoff to Williams. Sprint option near side. Hal taken down, flips it to Newsom. He leaps for the goal line but can't get there. Clemson makes the stop not once but twice. There you go. Uh, some of the big moments from a big day of college football, courtesy of all of our great uh, radio network friends. Make sure we give proper credit where credit is due. There was, you heard Toby Rowland and the Oklahoma Sooner Radio Network as they rolled Texas Tech, uh, the Wisconsin Radio Network, Alabama Radio Network, Arkansas and Texas A&M as the Aggies come from behind to get the win. The Notre Dame Radio Network, the Ohio State, Washington Radio Networks, along with Utah, Arizona, and to wrap it up, the North Carolina Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. Thank you all. Great work by our editors today. I pose this question before we wrap it up. We're going around the horn. I know we're up against it, Chris, but I want to go around the horn. Do you guys think, and I for the college football diehards out there, hit me up on Twitter with this, at Plank Show, at Plank Show. It's not necessarily one of those things where I'm going to put a poll up or get too in-depth, but is Clemson still the number one team in in college football, I never ever start with Brian Finley, so I'm sorry, Brian. Would you? St- oh, is Brian working? Okay, uh, Chris, I'll start with you then. 
Would I you think, go? I think he's ready in a second. Oh, okay. but yeah, we'll we'll get to him in a second. Okay, my bad. That's I Saturday always look at Brian when he's like no. working. Every every time I go to Brian, he's cutting a highlight or something. So I feel like a that that I feel was like on jerk. me. That was on no. me too. I should check with him. Um, you start then. Okay, okay. I this is rough. I never want to knock down a team just because they have a close game. Because sometimes, especially in it conference, happens. it happens. It absolutely happens on the road. And to be clear, I think North Carolina made the right decision to go for it on two. Yeah. If we had gone to overtime, we would have seen how fast Clemson would have iced it. But I've always thought Alabama is number one right now over Clemson. So I would not be. I would not mind if we flipped those two right now. But. Uh, I'm I'm also not you're you're not I'm not going to lay down money or fight to the death to make sure that Clemson loses their number one spot. Gotcha. If that makes no. sense. We're, we're not dying on that hill. What do you think? What do you? I just hit puberty. What do you think, Eric Roberts? I'm a I I go I I know they're going to be number one because it's this weird you know they're going to be number one until they lose kind of thing exactly. with this whole how this voting. But obviously with their their play of late, I don't think they're the best team in the nation. No, obviously. I, I've been leaning Ohio State. Honestly, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, get some brownie points to you. I like Oklahoma, Plank. I do. Jalen Jalen Hurts, man, he's crushing it. So, I mean, and, and they're high flying. They put up points, and you need points to win. Jalen Hurts played his best game as a Sooner today. Man, that was – it was an uh, – the aerial attack was some of the monies. I mean, some of the passes he threw today, you couldn't even hand the ball off to him. No, easier. Now, now, I, I do want to say this, and, and I'm uh, – I'm, Busting myself. I'm breaking down the fourth wall here. Texas Tech's head coach is one of my boys. Matt Wells is an awesome guy. And during the offseason, if I'm doing this 2 to 5 a.m. Central Time show, we may even be able to get him on with us live because I don't think he sleeps either. I love the guy to death, and I think he's a great coach. So I give this disclaimer to, I give that disclaimer to say this. He's still getting some dudes on defense. So they're really, really bad defensively. So that, there's a path for them to get better but I give that disclaimer just to kind of give a little bit of a caveat to OU's performance against Texas Tech today. So, to answer the question from my perspective, I drop Clemson. I'm with you, Chris. It's not a hill I'm going to die on. Uh, but I think I think Alabama's the number one team in college football. It's tough, right man. And if, say, that two-point conversion goes through, Clemson loses, how far down down the ranks do they fall? Yeah, you have to drop you know, them out of the top yeah, ten. Out of top, yeah. I mean, it's not especially, a top four. It's it's a it's a tumble. Yeah, it's a tumble yeah. down the down the ranks. Especially with how weak the ACC is, we've always Preach. kind of nod that nodded about that about Clemson. It's like, yeah, Clemson's strong. You put them in the playoffs, they'll compete well against those teams. But you look at their conference, and you're just like, man, this is your resume. Like, come on. <laughs> you're right. I, I we got to come up. I'm not in next week. Maybe for maybe for tonight. Maybe for tonight with Arnie Spanier, I'll come up with a couple of blind resumes, and maybe they're all the five and O teams, and we'll just kind of see whom you would consider to be more impressive. You know, Georgia might have the best win of any team in the top ten, uh, and Auburn might be a close second. But again, they they're not, they weren't there to start the season. Yeah, I I just had this moment where I freaked out, Chris, wondering, did we already take our break? We're really late. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, uh, we're all in on the NFL from here on out. But hit me up on Twitter. Do you still consider Clemson to be the number one team in college football? Let's get after it. At Plank Show on Twitter. Jason's out. I'm Chris Plank on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. So Jason Martin, Sean, Chris Plank sitting in. Chris, did you see our favorite part? Well, at least what became my favorite part of this overnight show has already taken place. What's that? The laundry list of who's in and who's out, the injuries for me and Rappaport and Adam Schefter. Yeah, I'm working on oh. it for PrideDetroit.com <laughs> right now. It's the, uh, it's the 4 a.m. Eastern news dump. We'll get to it because there is – oh, there's some relevant notes in there involving the two big games – to me, the Detroit Lions squaring off against the Kansas City Chiefs and, of course, the undefeated battle between the Patriots and the Bills. Listen Cowboys to you. Sanction. You're just trying to – you're just playing up the control room right now. That's all well, you're doing. No, here's what's funny about it is, you know, Eric and I, we, we, we did shows together for, for years and we never really had an opportunity to brag on the Bills. I might be adding years to it, Eric, but it was at least for a while. It was pretty felt like engaged. years with Arnie along well, for the ride. If, if Arnie's there for the ride, it Love does. It guy. adds years to your life. Oh, that guy. Let's. What's his little line that he says when the show starts? Uh, let's be safe out there. Let's be safe out yeah. there. Let's be safe out there. Um, he calls everyone McFly too, which is a Back to the Future reference. So, whatever. But we never really had an opportunity to talk about the Bills being good outside of what week seventeen two years ago. Yeah, I was like, wait. Yeah, you were actually in studio for that one. You were in LA for that one. 
They, yeah, they're in the playoffs. Yep, playoffs. The, it was the Andy Dalton to Trey. Was it? I forget who the tight end was for the Bengals against the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. That was the most hungover I've been in my adult life, by the way. Did I ever tell you that? Yeah, uh, Oklahoma Rose Bowl, right? Or you, yeah. Was it the Rose Bowl game you guys were down here for? Yeah, we were down here for the Rose Bowl. I heard. If anyone is listening that is affiliated with Oklahoma, I'm totally joking. Uh, if you're not, <laughs> holy smokes. Now, anyway. Uh, so I'm not pandering as much as I think that's what's the two biggest stories right now beyond the Sunday night game between the Cowboys and the Saints. And then, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty jacked about the Bengals and the Steelers on, on Monday night football. Anybody? So we'll run through this list of, of who's in and who's out coming up here in just a bit. But uh, I, I do want to throw a couple of tweets out there. Blind Willie which has got to be one of the uh, – Willie, if you're really blind, I'm obviously not making fun. But one of the great names to put on your Twitter handle writes, Clemson won the title. Clemson hasn't lost a game yet. Clemson number one. See, Eric, that's kind of where you and I are on this, right? Where – or maybe that's Chris. I'm sorry. It's early. I haven't started drinking yet. But if you're – I've always been a firm believer, and I have to take this back. This goes back to like 2000 for me. When Oklahoma won the national championship after the 2000 season, which was technically the 2001 Orange Bowl, I remember being so hot because Florida State was the preseason number one. And I thought to myself, you stay on top of that mountain until someone knocks you off. So I feel like I made my bed 18 years ago with that hot sports take, and I've had problems adjusting to it. But with that in mind, when you need overtime to beat a – a mediocre dude, uh, or mediocre dude, listen to me, a mediocre team, when when you need that, I just I don't know if you can stay number one. I don't know if you can. But I, I agree with you. I agree with you, Blind Well, That's always been my take. Uh, just Josh Dammit tweets at us and says, just going off the eyeball test, my top four as of now are number one, Bama, Number two, the Ohio State University. Number three, LSU. Number four, Clemson. I would have a hard time leaving Ohio State out of anything. And again, I know, I know, they haven't played the toughest schedule so far. I get it. But to me, oh, gosh, I just, I, I, don't, I don't think you can. And then Bourbon, Frank's, Bourbon Frank writes, see, you're a good dude, but could you pep it up a bit? Is that sarcasm? That's got to be sarcasm, right? I mean, I feel, like, I feel like I'm insane right now. I feel like I'm juiced out of my mind. I'm, I'm trying not sure to... if you're, it's <gasps> possible for you to not be pepped up during college football season. If, if you need me to pep it up a little bit, bro, all right. But uh, I, don't, I don't think you're ready for that level. Oh, this was good, too. Uh, Willie hit us up with this. He writes, Cowboys will go in and make it do what it do. We have a better defense, and the Dak attack will throw for over 400 yards like he has been all season. Cowboys win 38-21. You don't have to read this on the air. Just remember the tweet. Blind Willie, it's 3.30 in the morning. Basically, as long as you don't cuss, it's probably going on the air. Like this one from Jeremy. Bill's Mafia has been chirping all week in the local markets. I've got to get that out there. You guys been chirping up in Buffalo? You been chirping up in Boston? Why wouldn't you? I... Pages have been chirping on every market for years, so let the Bills have their one week, okay? Give, Jesus. Give me that, – that's 
I think that's a fan thing, though, too. I really do, and I'm not trying. I'm not taking a shot at anyone. I'm trying. I'm trying to be very fair. I'm trying to be very balanced here. But I, I just, you don't like to hear other teams get excited based on a start whenever you play them. And I think that's part of this right now. Oh, what have you done recently? What have you done over the last four years? Well, who gives an S? You know, it's the game's not being played four years ago. It's being played today. So. If you want to talk history when you lose, that's fine. That's fine. Well, great. You won today, but that's your first win since 03, so take that. Right. Great. But I'm just – I love this, man. I love whenever a team that has a passionate fan base is is back and relevant. And after a tough year last year, Buffalo's 3-0 right now. Now, granted, Miami was 3-0 last year, so let's not get too carried away. But they've got a chance to make a big statement here this afternoon. So we'll talk about the full NFL slate coming up here in just a bit. I mentioned this right off the top. We've got uh, about 10, 12 teams, I think, that are kind of playing for their season, at least their fans' sanity. We'll get to that coming up, as well as uh, your tweets. So hit me up. I'm at Plank Show. That's at Plank Show on Twitter, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. But before we go anywhere else, Brian Finley comes rolling into the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What's going on, Brian? Guys, the NFL injury notes are coming in droves in the early morning hours. NFL Network is reporting Jags defensive back Jalen Ramsey, who's battling a back injury. Will decide if he'll play based on how his body feels during warm-ups today against the Broncos. Bills running back Devin Singletary with a hamstring ailment is likely going to sit out today against the Patriots. I didn't do that, Reed. Redskins wide receiver Terry McLaurin is dealing with a hamstring issue and is a game-time decision. Patriots wide out Julian Edelman dealing with a chest injury is a go today against the Bills. His running back teammate Rex Burkhead remains a game-time decision with a bum foot. Ravens defensive back Brandon Williams and tight end Mark Andrews are expected to play through injuries today against the Browns. According to ESPN, the Bucks have green-lighted Wide out Chris Godwin today against, or green lit, I should say, Chris Godwin today against the Rams despite a hip injury. Browns cornerback Denzel Ward will miss today's game against the Ravens with a hamstring problem. Lions quarterback Matt Stafford burdened with hip pain is planning on playing against the Chiefs. And Detroit cornerback Darius Slay is trending towards missing today's contest with the Chiefs with a hamstring issue. And... We continue and continue and continue. Uh, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, but visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Chris Plank is probable to talk about the Raiders. Back yes. <laughs> Non-stop. Thank yeah. you very much. No Brian. more probable designation in the NFL. Ooh. That's can't true. Do that. that is true. You either are what? Doubtful, questionable, questionable or, or out. out. Yep. That's right. Yep. Good point. Good point. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. Hey, it's like 3 in the morning, so I was writing down a note, and I literally talked to myself right in the middle of, of Brian's update. So, Finley, I'm sorry. Now, one thing that we do know is Brian was laying out. This is that time – that 3 a.m. Central Time news dump that we get from all of the NFL insiders where we find out who's in, who's out, who's going to play, who's not. So just to kind of rehash and reset what Brian was laying out. Matt Stafford expected to play versus the Chiefs. But, Chris, what have you heard? Dealing with a lot of hip pain, the pain got worse as the week went on. 
And one source said, and I quote, this is the closest he's probably been to not playing, but he's planning on going. Yeah, I'm reading that same tweet too. It's it's uh, it's pretty brutal. I mean, good news is that the Lions have kind of kept Stafford upright in the last couple of weeks from their offensive line play. But, I, I mean... It it kind of sucks that he's dealing with that much pain, but if you're if you're the Lions, like Stafford is your team right now. If you don't have Stafford, you're not playing at all. It's it's not really much of an option. And I know elsewhere on more reports, I have another report here from Ian Rappaport about Danny Amendola is probably going to be a game time decision. Darius oh. Slay is absolutely going to be a game time decision. Oh Ian's gosh. saying he's going to go down to the wire. And for those not accustomed to Lions football, Darius Slay is a very good corner in this league. And without him, that is a very tough ask to ask for the Lions defense to stop Patrick Mahomes when he starts throwing that ball out to his receivers. The uh, the injury for Slay is a hamstring injury. And again, as you mentioned, game time decision. But Adam Schefter says there's a certain sense of pessimism surrounding his availability Versus the Chiefs. couple of other notes here. Browns cornerback Denzel Ward, who did not play last week against the Rams, is questionable due to a hamstring injury and is not expected to play against the Ravens today. It would be his second consecutive game he missed. Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin is listed as questionable, but according to Schefter, is expected to play. Mark Andrews. The tight end from the Ravens is listed as questionable, but again, confidence that he'd be able to play. Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary, Eric Roberts, nah, returned to practice with his hamstring injury this week, but it's unlikely he'll go today. That was tough. He was supposed to be the guy. That's one of the main reasons they got rid of McCoy. He's supposed to be the guy in the backfield. Now it's kind of Frank Gore, but you know Frank Gore is kind of the 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 rough and tumble guy on the goal line. So it looks like Josh Allen will be leading the guys in the Bills in rushing again <laughs> this week. He may participate in a pregame routine, but he's not expected to play. Uh, now if this is one I think we need we need to spend a little bit more time on coming up after the break. The Jalen Ramsey saga. He did make the trip with his teammates, but it's it's the back injury that could likely keep him out. I don't. Was that the first injury or the second injury? Because it started with the flu, and then I guess the back came into the mix. Then he had a kid, which I thought was kind of wild timing based on everything that's been going on this week. But he's with the team, with the Broncos. The plan is to warm up, listen to his body, and determine if he is ready to go. A couple of other notes real quick. Barring a setback, Sheldon Rankins is expected to make his season debut for the Saints today against the Cowboys. That could be huge for the Cowboys going forward. Or excuse me, for the Saints going forward and trying to beat the Cowboys. And Terry McLaurin, probably one of the better rookie stories at wide receiver, showed up on the injury report later in the week, according to Ian Rappaport. But it's just a minor ailment. He's a game-time decision, but the team is optimistic that he will play. Oh, and how about this? Oh, my gosh. This is a great note. This just dropped moments ago. The Redskins were considering dressing three quarterbacks. Now, I I, I don't think if, – if you're listening to sports radio at 4.30 in the morning on the East Coast, I don't think I need to lay out the inactive list. But a lot of teams have three quarterbacks, 
Two of them will be active. One will be inactive. But heading into today versus the Giants, the plan is still to start Case Keenum, have Dwayne Haskins as the backup, and Colt McCoy will be inactive. So adjust your fantasy squads accordingly if necessary, and uh, we'll continue to rehash this list as the show goes on. But in the meantime, I'm fired up, man. It is week five already. There's so much – well, week five in the books for college football, week four in the NFL. There's so much I think that – we still have to learn. There's so much we still need to get to. There's so many questions that we still have about who's a legit contender and who isn't. So we'll dive into some more of your tweets at Plank Show. That's at Plank Show on Twitter. You can pick up the phone and call us at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And when we come back, we'll start getting into some teams. I think there's about 10 to 11 teams whose season is on the brink. And we'll tell you if they have a chance to turn it around next. Right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Jason Martin's out. Chris Plank sitting in. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much you'll match. 
or will match. Sorry, millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover Cashback Match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com/cashback match. You know, we, it was interesting. Chris and I were talking about it during the break. I know that you know on Sunday nights and maybe even on Saturday nights. For a lot of us, it's one of the few times, maybe during the week, if it's our job or maybe just the time that we have, it's really our first opportunity to maybe consume some sports media or some sports radio or whichever way you want to look at it. We, we all have real lives. But, man, I, I'm i not going to sit here on a game day and rehash Antonio Brown or Baker Mayfield or any of the other non-game drama that we've dealt with. I mean, come on. We have, we have games today. We have games that matter. Now, there might be a cut or two that we get into later, but we all fall into these traps. I, I, I love Baker Mayfield's attitude. You would love Baker Mayfield's attitude if he was on your team. But because he reacts to everything on social media, we prod away at him, we pick at him, and you know he's going to respond. Just like he did to a fan and got in a fight with Antonio Brown. That's his M.O. I've got to hear this promo about Jason Smith nonstop about how, oh, you know, you, you don't have to tell us you were a walk-on. He, bro, that's him. That's who he's always been. You're not breaking news. That's Baker Mayfield. He's got a chip on his shoulder. I, I, I don't know why that surprises anyone or why they would act like anyone who has who was at the Elite 11 camp who was a starter as a true freshman at Texas Tech, who won a Heisman Trophy, was a finalist twice, was a first-round pick, first overall pick, and yet still plays with a chip on his shoulder? I mean, come on. It's not going to stop. It's not going to end. In fact, I can't watch a commercial without him being on. So, to me, these stories, Antonio Brown, I'm done with. I mean, they pop on my screen and give me breaking news. Antonio Brown is going to file a grievance against the Raiders. Bro, you begged out of Oakland. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. I'm probably over-modulating. Sorry, Chris. I get triggered. But you begged out of Oakland. You wanted out. You're going to go to him and say, give me my money? No, that's not how this works. So I feel like we have an opportunity to talk about those all week long. So to me, when we get this chance, I want to talk about the games. Let's hit Twitter. Uh, I like this from Deputy D's. Y'all late night have some great screen names. I mean, Bourbon Frank, you can take shots at me, but that's a great nickname on Twitter. That is a fantastic name on Twitter. Uh, but Deputy D's writes, I'm definitely excited about the Steelers' Monday Night Football game. Much like my Missouri Tigers letting me down against Wyoming in the first game of the year, the Steelers need a win even more as they sit at 0-3. Oh, and the Bungles suck. You know, I brought this up, and I'll bring it up quite a bit, especially next hour. The Texans were 0-3 at this point last year. Right, I mean, Houston was sitting at 0-3 at this point last year. And what happened? They went on a run. They made the playoffs. Miami was 3-0 and last year at this point. What happened? They ran the wrong way. Now their team tank. So it, Pittsburgh is definitely one of those teams for me whose season is on the brink. And there's a lot of different ways I think this, this can go for Pittsburgh. I, I still think that you're looking at a team that has shown some fight. They could have easily packed it up last week. But Mason Rudolph, they gave him a little bit more, I guess you could say confidence, or showed a little bit more confidence in him, throwing the ball down the field more. Yeah, James Conner, I don't know what's going on 
Deputy D's, Steeler fans. Is this a James Conner issue? Is this an offensive line issue? Is this an offense issue? That, that's been my big question with what's going on right now with that. You know, who is to blame for the lack of a running game? Or is it just not having anyone that you're worried about stretching the field or anything of that nature right now? Though Juju can do that, James Washington can do that, they have talent. I, I don't know. But to me, when we talk about our 10 to 11 teams that are battling to save their season, Monday Night Football is huge, and Pittsburgh desperately needs that to go in the right direction. Tommy writes, if the Jaguars were smart, they'd trade Ramsey to the Eagles and then ransack them for picks because that secondary I think that was one thing we learned on Thursday night is that Carson Wentz can still sling it. And I think we forget that sometimes when we talk about even the up and I don't want to say the up and coming quarterbacks, but when we talk about the good quarterbacks in the NFL, because Carson Wentz has been unable to stay healthy, we, uh, we kind of forget about the raw talent that he has. And I thought that was displayed. Now, he missed a pass on third down that he should have completed late in that game to help keep that drive alive and not put Green Bay in position to where they could could make it happen. But you saw the potential of the Eagles' offense. You really did. You also saw the warts, and they, they are just ravaged by injuries. So they desperately need some help. But if you're Jacksonville, I think you got to be careful here because as upset as Jalen Ramsey is, keeps playing, keeps showing up, I mean, you might laugh about, well, he's not practicing. He's a cornerback, okay? Cornerbacks probably on any NFL team need the least amount of work, especially in the defense that he's a part of. Hey, Jalen, go down there and shut him, shut, shut down that corner. That's your side of the field. Just shut it down. And there you go. There's your job. Good practice. Good talk, Russ. But I am a, I am a firm believer an absolute firm believer that you cannot trade him to a contender because you're not going to get value. Look what the Raiders did. I mean, everyone was, that's a draft dork, was like, ooh, two first-round picks, not bad. But what have those first-round picks ended up being? As atrocious as Mitch Trubisky is and has been, the Bears are still winning games, and Khalil Mack has made them elite defensively. So you're basically picking, what, 26th, 27th? I, that's where the Eagles are going to be. So I don't care if you get two first-round picks. I don't think you send them to the Eagles. But but I do think it's going to be a fascinating storyline to follow exactly what they end up deciding to do with Jalen. More of your tweets next as we talk NFL on Fox. I cannot believe it's the final hour. The final hour from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. My day's just starting, though, because I'll be back tonight with the, do I say the great Arnie Spanier, or will that build him up too much? It's your guy's call. I mean, I'll give him credit. The great Arnie Spanier tonight as we get you. I'm on both ends of it. I'm your bookends. I'm your game day bookends. Pre-game talk. Post-game talk tonight right here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, uh, we we apparently have, as one of my old fraternity brothers used to say, Eric, a point of information. Point yeah, yeah. of information. Uh, Brooks hit us up, and he said, Yo, 
you guys said the Bills last beat the Patriots at home in 2003. Wrong. 2011. Yeah, there, there was a 2011, I guess. I did skip over 2011. Nah, okay. In that wind, they took them to 4-0. I think what he's trying to say here, because I can't read, uh, that wind took them to 4-0. They picked off Brady four times. How could you not forget your 2011 celebration, E-Rob? I know. I actually did notice that because somebody did point out that every eight years – um, there's been a win in Buffalo, so that's, there's a 2003 win in Buffalo, 2011 win in Buffalo, and guys, it is 2019, so just wow. go ahead and take it to the sports book right now, put it all on Bills plus seven. 3 a.m., the trash talk started this morning. I love all about it. I, I want to go back to one point from last hour from Tommy's tweet, uh, and, and, I, and I, do, I do like where we are with the NFL, and, and let me explain. I, I, I like the idea of trading players more often this this isn't normal in the NFL. What's happened the last three or four years from the Khalil Mack trade to the Jadavian Clowney trade. I mean, you go back. I remember when the Jimmy Graham trade, whenever it hit, the very first Jimmy Graham trade happened and, and Jay Glazer broke it and you thought, holy smokes, they just traded Jimmy Graham to the Seahawks. This is earth-shattering stuff here. And I, it's just it, it wasn't normal in the league. So I, I kind of like where it's going. I'm, I, I think it's great. But I also think teams are going to be very smart about it. I, there are certain positions that, you know, outside of the quarterback that are priceless. And if you have yourself a franchise left tackle, if you have yourself a rush-in that can get after the quarterback, and then you have a cover corner, those are money positions, man. Those are big-time money positions. And those guys don't grow on trees. I mean, they really don't. And you see them get overdrafted constantly. Constantly. So, I mean, think, think about the Texans this year. They gave, they gave up two first-round picks to go get Laramie Tunzel. Laramie Tunzel, who, remember draft night, it showed up with him went on a gas mask ripping a bong. I mean, it's, just, it's kind of funny how things go from, I don't know if we can risk taking him, and the Texans are so desperate to where, and he's become a franchise left tackle that they gave up two first round picks to go get him. So I, I don't get trading with the Texans because I think they're going to be a good team. So maybe the Dolphins won't get their value back that they would want. I don't think you're getting a top 15 pick there. But I will say this with the Jaguars, I think they're going to be very smart with whom they deal with. And if you're making a trade with Philadelphia, you're getting a first-round pick or a couple of first-round picks. That's like 25 to 30 in the first round every year. And I'm not going to pretend to be a, a, a scouting expert, but I'm, I'm of the belief that NFL teams probably have first-round draft grades on maybe 15 guys, maybe, if they're lucky. So if you're going to not be able to make nice with your franchise corner, even though your owner wants to make him the highest-paid cornerback in the game – I'd be talking more to places like Oakland. Hey, John Gruden, crazy John, got a couple first-round picks. What do you say you guys try to shore up your secondary with the Jalen Ramsey? So I think it'll be a fascinating thing. I am fascinated by this story. As much as I spent a segment last hour going into how, for me personally, I couldn't care less about the Baker Mayfield conversations and the Antonio Brown conversations. For some reason, team building and trade conversations are always fascinating to me. Uh, Kirk hit us up on Twitter. Kirk writes, 
the Bengals aren't going to turn it around until A.J. Green comes back, and even if then, they might not. They'll play the Steelers hard, but it will be a race with Miami for the number one pick. You know, it's, it's crazy because if you go back to week one, shows you how quickly things can turn. You know, after week one, we all sat here and talked about maybe somewhat of a moral victory for the Cincinnati Bengals because they had played tight against Seattle, and you came away thinking, huh, okay, maybe Zach Taylor is exactly what Andy Dalton needed. Lost the game 21-20, to and then they went and got absolutely boat raced by the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, they got destroyed 41-17. to So, I know it was tight last week. They had an opportunity late, but the Bills turned them over. So, I'm not – how about this? I'm not as panicked about things in Cincinnati as, as maybe some other places. I don't know if they're going to win on Monday night. They'll probably fall to 0-4, but I think they could win two of their next three games – I don't think you're looking at a team that's going to be battling for the top pick in the draft. I don't. I think Cincinnati's going to be okay. Now, okay might be 7-9, and nine, and that's not on the fast track to anything better than what Marvin Lewis would do for you. But I, I, think, they're, I think they're on the right path. I really do. I mean, they, they had a chance to be 2-1. and one. I mean, Eric, you watched last week. They had an opportunity to win that game late against the Buffalo Bills. It's crazy. Yeah, they did. The Bills almost bills themselves, that's for sure. Oh, they're saving that for this week for you. They're <laughs> saving that. They're saving that for later on this afternoon. But, yeah, I, I am – it's kind of funny. There's there's a, uh, a faction of, of teams that a lot of people are down on. And I'm just not – and Cincinnati's one of them. I can't believe I'm saying that about an 0-3 team. But uh, as we come to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios on a Sunday night uh, – a Saturday night into a Sunday morning – I want to get into my list here next segment of teams that I think whose season is on the brink. And it's funny, Kirk, that you brought up the Bengals because I think Monday Night Football features two of them. I don't know if Cincinnati's going anywhere this year. I don't think Pittsburgh is either without Ben Roethlisberger. But, man, if you can get a win, that changes that perspective. And maybe maybe much more so for Cincinnati fans and even Pittsburgh fans. I mean, I – I think Pittsburgh fans, is, they've gone as far as just kind of chalking this up to a lost year. I mean, Bourbon Frank writes, uh, the NFL pushes the numbers. I just wish someone would address the Tomlin scenario. His D coordinator gave him his first job in college. Tomlin, Rooney's, retired Dick LeBeau. Look where they are now. Hmm. I, I Like I said, I don't know where that problem is. I don't know where that disconnect is in Pittsburgh right now. I don't know – what's been talked about locally, and, and I don't know what the fans might be on edge about. But to me, it, it always starts at the top. And, you know, you dealt with losing a major part of your offense. As much as, as much as I have to sit here on a Sunday morning and say you were right, Steeler fans, about Antonio Brown and his diva nature, I, it, you still you can't deny you, you just don't replace that kind of productivity. Hey, James Washington is a very nice wide receiver, but he's not going to slide in and become Antonio Brown just like that. It's impossible. Mason Rudolph put up huge numbers in college, and I get it. Some of you, if you you put up big numbers in a Big 12, it's, oh, it's a Big 12, doesn't matter, it's a Big 12. All right, whatever. So did Patrick Mahomes. So I I just – I think it's going to take time, and – 
I, I don't know if that disconnect is scheme. I don't know if that disconnect is talent. I don't know if it is needing to do something differently defensively. But uh, I'll say this much. The NFL, as crazy as we are after three weeks, is a week-to-week league. It's a week-to-week league. So I'm not ready to count out anybody yet, except for Miami. But I will say it's uh, it's it's looking like it's going to be a massive uphill climb for Pittsburgh. I mean, massive uphill climb this season. And, I mean, think about this from a – I can't – are we talking this much about Pittsburgh and Cincy? Look at you guys. Look at what you're doing. I love it. I think schedule-wise, Pittsburgh's getting a tough break too. Now, again, they you know they were right on the fringe of a playoff team, so you have a tougher schedule. But after the Bengals game, you turn around and you get the Ravens. Then you've got to go to L.A. You get the Dolphins. But listen to this three-game stretch. Colts, who look to be very good this year, even without Andrew Luck. Rams, and then you go to Cleveland. You know, we'll see where Cleveland is by that point on November 14th. But there's a good chance that, you know, of their next five games that they have on their schedule, what, maybe two of them you would look at and say, oh, yeah, they're going to be a favorite in that game? Maybe. I mean, definitely in the the Dolphins game, but it's not easy. And I don't know if the magic fix is coming this year for them. All right, let let me throw a couple of other teams out here that I think are very much. Do we have time? We do. A couple of teams that I think very much have their season on the brink, our brink, coming up later on today. And I think there's a matchup of two teams that are in this category. One of them, Arizona. The Arizona Cardinals are 0-2-1. And they have not been able to find a way to protect their quarterback. Now, granted, I think, did we talk about this on the air or off the air, Chris? Was this when we were talking about Kyler Murray? It's been a feel like it's been a long night, but I can't remember. Uh, to, I think it was off the I, air. I think yeah. it was off the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, here's the thing about Kyler Murray so far. What you're seeing is just how good NFL defenses are from a speed perspective, where there's a lot of plays that Kyler Murray was able to make in college that he hasn't been able to make in the pros. And I, that's a natural progression. And I'm sure it's, it's going to be fine in time. And he'll better understand his angles and where he needs to go and how he just can't beat someone to the side. Or to the edge, I should say. So I, there's a lot of learning still for Kyler Murray, not necessarily in Cliff Kingsbury's offense because he's got that mastered. I mean, guys were coming to him to learn that offense. There's still a lot of learning for him, I think, when it comes to being an NFL quarterback. I do think that he's shown he can play at this level. I think there's a long way to go. But they've opened up with three of their first four games at home. You can't finish that stretch 0-3-1, which, Chris, you and I agree, should be 0-4 if you don't call the timeout, right? I mean, the Lions could be sitting uh, – or 0-3, I guess I should say, not 0-2-1. I mean, they, they, they should be 0-3 right now. The Lions called a timeout that gave them hope in week one. That's the reality of this. They were getting smoked until the fourth quarter of that game. But you got three of your first four at home, and you come out, let's say you lose to Seattle today, 0-3-1 of that stretch. It might be Arizona in that battle to end up having the top pick again in the NFL draft. So to me, season on the brink teams, put in there. Now, I'll pose this on the other side of it. Would you guys add Seattle 
of those 8 to 10 teams that we're looking at whose season might be on the brink, a Seattle team that last year at this time was 1-2. and two. They're 2-1 two and one right now, but two wins that are kind of meh, a little bit shaky. E-Rob, I'll start with you. Are we putting Seattle's season on the brink if they don't improve to 3-1 and one today and they fall to 2-2 two and two by losing to Arizona after losing last week to New Orleans? Um, no, not on the brink. I have faith in Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. What do you think, Chris? Mm, that's It's a tough division to really suss out. with. with it, it, it is very tough right now. Uh, I mean, there's there's really no. I'm not I'm not going to give it up yet because they could still fight for a wild card. But okay. I am seriously downgrading them if they lose. But I'm not betting them out yet. It's it's only a quarter of the season. Now, sticking in the NFC, well, at least with half of this, I think that it is a make or break day for the Atlanta Falcons and the Tennessee Titans. I think. I think the loser of this game is going to have a very long season. And, and here's the key. There's a very magic key in all of this. You ready? The Atlanta Falcons have to have a fast start. You go back two years ago. This was the marquee offense in the NFL, right? Matt Ryan's the future. The combination between he and Dante Foreman and uh, Freeman, excuse me, and Julio Jones, they can't be stopped. And look how they're using X player and their tight end. And Tony Gonzalez was there at the time, but it's okay because they got young guys coming up. It was the prototypical offense in college in the NFL. But it's it's fallen on hard times because they're not starting fast. They've been outscored this season, twenty four to three in the first quarter. They've been outscored, has Atlanta, 47-13 to in the first half. The Titans were kind of the toast of the town after week one when they sacked Baker Mayfield 147 times, and everyone kind of thought that, oh my gosh, Mike Vrabel's got this defense humming, but they've been absolutely atrocious ever since. So, to me, offseason of hype and excitement for maybe – Atlanta with Dirk Cutter now running their offense, new defensive coordinator. I think Peter King had a note that it's uh, the first time since like the 80s whenever a coach had changed both his offensive and defensive coordinators twice and, and didn't lose his job. So good on Dan Quinn. But also, big moment today to see are they ready to take that next step? Are they ready to bounce back and prove something? Or are they going to be wallflowers yet again? So I think Atlanta and Tennessee is a massive game in Atlanta at 1 o'clock Eastern time on, what is that, CBS? Yeah, CBS. If, if Atlanta falls to 1-3 and three with the way things are going in that division, I don't know if they're going to be able to crawl out from under it. All right, I, I got four more teams I want to get to here in our next segment. But first, I want to tell you something amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much we'll match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. All right, when we come back, do we put the Chargers on this list of must-win teams? Do we put... The Raiders on this list? Oh, you bet. And we'll go in-depth next on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I won't lie. Every single break we come back from, I want to say it's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Don't do it. No, not happening. That's tonight from 10P to 1A. This is the Jason Martin Show. Jason uh, will be back next Saturday night into a Sunday morning. He's off enjoying his honeymoon, hopefully not checking Twitter or worrying about anything sports-related. But E-Rob's been great. Chris running the show on the wheels of steel and Brian Finley on updates. Now, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but we do – I mean, every single sports radio show – is required to have its picks segment. Now, it's a requirement. You do a sports radio show, you must have your picks, which has become the entire pregame show on NFL Network. I don't know if you, I don't know how many of the pregame shows you guys consume, but that's all the NFL Network's pregame show is. Which team you got? Who you think's winning? Oh, that's crazy. You're insane. All right, we'll be back with more of our picks because they got like 800 experts. So everyone is – all right, let's go to the uh, side desk here. The fantasy acts are going to have their pick. It's it's crazy. I mean, at the very least, with the CBS and Fox shows, let me give you a little perspective. NFL Network's all their picks. Rich is trying to – Rich Eisen probably said at one point, he goes, oh, gosh. All right, here's some more picks coming your way. Charlie Casserly, what do you think? No, sir, they're not the Baltimore Colts anymore, Charlie. They're the Indianapolis Colts. But nah, hey, I'll take it. If it's football, it's all good. Game on. Let's go. Now, a couple of quick tweets. 
because y'all keep trying to pull me back into the college game, but I'm fine with it. Uh, let's see, where did I put this? Oh, yeah, this is really good because I think it leads to a fascinating conversation involving the college game. Um, IG Infamous writes, I was really upset about my Tar Heels not going for the extra point. Wrong play to call for the two points, especially for a quarterback that isn't fast yet. <laughs> or isn't fast, excuse me. Trevor Lawrence seems to be having a sophomore slump badly, almost as if he's mailing it in for the NFL draft. Boy, if you were to read every single NFL columnist, you would think that every college player who has pro prospects after their sophomore season or freshman season should do that anyway. I don't think that's the case. I just I, I think defenses adjust to you. He didn't start every game last year. He's a good quarterback. I mean, but potentially a great one. But what what have we brought? It's so boring, man. I don't want to bore you with this. And it doesn't make for good talk radio. But as you play more, teams get more tape on you. They, they learn your tendencies. They see where they can attack you. They find places where they might be able to take advantage of weaknesses. So I, I just it's, – it's part of the growing process. And as defenses adjust – He'll adjust. His coaches will adjust. I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence at all. I still think if he came out this year, despite the fact he's already thrown more interceptions through, what, four or five games than he had all of last year, I I, I still think people would go gaga over him. I think he'd be the first pick by far. But I, I will not debate you, infamous the DJ, whenever it comes to the play call. I don't I don't mind it. I don't mind going for two there. I think you wait until there's maybe a few seconds in the game. But, yeah, no. When I say a few seconds in the game, instead of going for two whenever there's still a minute and a half left. And you're at home. You're at home as well. Yeah, you're showing confidence in your guys. But show confidence in them by giving them an opportunity to play one more more potential period. Give them an overtime period, if not more. Uh, This is good. Pulling me back to the college game. Sooner, Mike, you got college football highlights? How about going for it on 4th and 11? Who does that? Oh, yeah, that's right. Lincoln Riley does. Did you guys catch that, by the way? It was it was still a tight game. It was 30, yeah, 31 to 10, uh, relatively tight. And Oklahoma had it 3rd and 24 from their own 46-yard line with three and a half minutes left in the first half. They ran it for 13 yards, and then on fourth and 11, they went for it and threw a flare pl- a pass to a fullback that picked up the first down. Fourth and 11. By the way, from like midfield is where they had it. So, yeah, that was – Lincoln Riley had been in the lab. There was some fun stuff that the Sooners were uh, able to do today. And then, oh, one more from Mike. Hey, where was that guy – that talked so highly of the Huskers before the season. I need to put him on Arnie Spanier's level of incompetence when it comes to judging football teams. Thanks. Um, it's time to stop cramming Nebraska down our throats. You know, it's funny. They were celebrating game day. Game day was in Norman. Or, pardon me. Game day was in Lincoln, Nebraska, for the first time since 2007. So it hadn't been there in 12 years. The funny thing about that, is when it was there in 2007, Nebraska got their asses kicked. USC came to town and boat raced them. So I love 
passionate fan bases. But Nebraska is bordering on about a 20 to 24-year run of irrelevance right now. And I know everyone was high on Scott Frost, and I think he's still got a chance to turn things around. But stop putting them on national TV. Just stop it. Let them be in a – let them be one of the uh, regional games, and that's fine. But quit trying to cram them down our throats. It's a great brand. I love them. I, lo- I love their passion to fans. I can't stand watching their team. We shouldn't be in a situation with eight college football games in any time slot, from ESPN to ESPN2 to ESPNU to Fox to Fox 1 to uh, Fox Sports 2. I mean – You've got about eight different entities that are carrying games. We shouldn't have the biggest game in the biggest time slot be that lopsided. And everybody knew it was coming. Stop cramming Nebraska down our throats. All right, I better get to an NFL take before everyone gets mad at me. So real quick, wrapping up this segment. We're running through about 10 to 11 teams whose season may be on the brink here today. In other words, you need that win or it's going to go south rather quickly. And I also give this caveat. The Dolphins were 3-0 last year at this point. The te- uh, Texans were 0-3, while New England was 1-2. We talked about Arizona, Atlanta, Tennessee, and the Pittsburgh Steelers being among those teams that are kind of in a winner-go-home mindset. How about Carolina? With the whole conversation this week from Cam Newton about how his season might be done, we have a week's worth of film on Kyle Allen. How will the Texans adjust? I kind of think that line's a little bit wonky. I mean, I – I'm all over Houston today. I think that might be the the sleeper pick of the day. But Carolina is a team whose season may be on the brink because it was a nice one-hit wonder last week. But how does Kyle Allen carry that over today? And I'll throw the Chargers in there as well. They put a lot on Melvin Gordon's return, which I find fascinating that he is automatically inserted back into the starting lineup. But they need a win. But they're playing Miami, so does it really count? And then you've got the Jaguars the Broncos. Denver is 0-3 on the season. They still don't have a sack. They don't even know if they have a turnover yet this year. So Denver needing a win. Jacksonville looking to overcome all the noise that they've had over the last couple of weeks. Their season very much on the brink, as is Oakland and Cleveland, which we'll get to more in-depth next. But first, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Brian Finley is rolling in to get us caught up on everything going on in the world of sports. We'll talk more about the Browns game against Baltimore and the Raiders against the Colts in just a bit. But, Brian, what do you want to get into? What's going on? There have been so many injury developments making the rounds, Chris, so why don't we get into that? NFL Network is reporting Jags defensive back Jalen Ramsey, who's battling a back injury, will decide if he'll play based on how his body reacts during warm-ups today against the Broncos. Bills running back Devin Singletary, bothered by a hamstring ailment, is likely sitting out today versus the Patriots. Washington wideout Terry McLaurin tweaked his hamstring, but has a good shot of playing. Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman dealing with a chest injury is a go today against the Bills. His teammate running back Rex Burkhead remains a game-time decision with a bum foot. According to ESPN, the Bucks greenlight wide receiver Chris Godwin today against the Rams despite a hip injury. The Lions quarterback Matt Stafford burdened with hip pain is planning on playing against the Chiefs. Stafford's teammates cornerback Darius Slay is trending towards missing today's contest with an ailing hamstring. And wide receiver Danny Amendola appears doubtful with a chest injury and Chargers wide receiver Travis Benjamin is out today against the Dolphins with a hip issue. 
Hey, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Saturday in college football, number one Clemson loafing past North Carolina 21-20. The Heels failed to convert a go-ahead two-pointer with about one minute remaining. Hey, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Back to Chris Plank in the Geico Fox Sports Studios. Thanks a lot, Brian. Uh, Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. Now, uh, two more teams that I want to put on the brink here today I think is is the best way to put it. Uh, And one of them is a little bit – I'm too close to the fire. But here's – my question I have for you, Eric. Here's my question I have for you, Chris. Do the Raiders look as bad as the Redskins did on Monday Night Football? Is that what I'm dealing with? You know, it's, it's kind of like a situation where you know it's bad, but is it that bad? Because that's where I am right now. I feel like that's where I am as a fan. So help me feel better or just accepting where it is right now? I think what you got to do with the, go with the Raiders is they're still trying. Okay. I think you know there's not the obvious the I'll tank situation than going to Miami. They're not as in. Uh, I think as in. I feel like that with the, with the Redskins, it's just kind of a. Um, They've tapped out the hourglass thing. It's just you know it's just kind of ticking away. But I feel like the Raiders are actually trying. Gruden. Okay. I, I feel Gruden won't have a team fold and won't have a team out there that's just going to give up on a, right. on a, a season. So you guys might only win three games, four games, <laughs> but at least it won't be like purposely. By gosh darn it, we'll try hard. Yeah, you know what? Pers- participation trophies, although they might be corny, sometimes they're, they're, yeah. they, they help. They help heal a little bit. Sometimes they can help heal the wound when you look up in the trophy case and there's still a little gold cup in there. Hey, 2019, that season happened. That happened. I still crack up when I hear this. Manager. Oh, they're, they're just – everything's for Las Vegas in 2020. That's what they're building towards. Really? Well, you can build towards being a good team in 2020 and 2021 and not stink in 2018 and 2019. That's what I've never understood. But, boy, if the Raiders here's, – here's a couple things on the Raiders before we get to the Browns. Raiders season is on the brink, and you're not in a good place for it to be on the brink. Indianapolis is a well-built football team. I mean, they lost – how many teams in the NFL, honestly, think about it, how many teams in the NFL could lose their franchise quarterback the week before the season started and still be sitting in a situation where they're 2-1 and one to start the season? Not, not many, right? It, and I guess a lot of that would depend on your schedule, too, so I'm not here to, to get too carried away with Jacoby Brissett, but this is, a, this is an Indianapolis Colts team that – Based on not having their future at quarterback in Andrew Luck, they've been able to persevere fine, just fine. Now, if the Raiders lose today in embarrassing fashion, like they did last week against Minnesota, then we may have some problems. Because, I mean, Mike Zimmer just absolutely housed John Gruden. Frank Reich shouldn't be able to house them based on the injuries that the Colts are dealing with. I don't know. In, in all of our updates, I don't think we've seen anything with T.Y. Hilton, though it's believed he's out. Leonard's out for him defensively. I mean, this is this is a situation where if you are ever going to go on the road and win a game, this might be best set up for you. 
but it's a Colts team that could easily be 3-0 and right now. I mean, it took overtime for the Chargers to beat them in week one, and they're playing well in that game. You could also argue that they could easily be 0-3. They played like crap in week two against the Titans, and they nearly blew a big lead against the Falcons. So make or break for the Raiders, I think, in a lot of ways, and they're in the midst of one of the most brutal schedules in the history of the NFL. And I'm not just saying that with who they're playing. You know, it's it, and it hasn't been talked about a lot. Oakland, unless you've watched the games, Oakland's not back home. They don't play again in in Oakland until November 3rd. I mean, think about that for a bit. An NFL team will not have a home game on the, their home field until November 3rd. Now, next week, they'll travel out to England to take on the Bears, which could be a bloodletting. But they're on the road till November 3rd, which is just it's, – it's amazing that that could happen. So I think the Raiders are a team that needs something good to happen for their fans to be invested once again. And they, and they need Derek Carr to have a Monday Night Football-esque performance. Speaking of needing a good performance – Baker Mayfield and the Browns need to get back on track in a big way. Here is Freddie Kitchens talking about trying to help out his quarterback, Baker Mayfield. We're constantly talking about Baker's technique, and he's constantly aware of it. But at the end of the day, I want him to feel comfortable about what he's supposed to do and go out and just do it. And however he gets it done, he gets it done. That separates some players from other players. You know what's fascinating is we live in such a – build it up and S all over it society that now it even reached the point to where where's a Pruder filming the fourth down run last week that Cleveland called against the Rams to, to try and see if it was an audible. Oh, Baker audible. I saw it. Everyone's responsible when there's a bad call. <laughs> if it was a bad call, he should have audibled out of it without running. But the point is, this is a team that was being built up to ridiculous levels during the offseason, and understandably so. They went out and they got OBJ. They bring in, they bring in Odell. They bring in Olivia Vernon, and it's it's just it's a situation where you thought, okay, they they've they've got some dogs. They've got a they've got the possibility to go out there and get after the quarterback now, and it just it hasn't clicked through three games. But again, it's three games. It's not the end of the world. They they held the loss they held the Los Angeles Rams, a team that went to the Super Bowl last year, to twenty points without three starters in the secondary. And I know you could play the other side of that and say, Well, if you hold them to twenty points and you don't win, what's wrong with you? Fair point. That's still a very good Rams defense. They held the Ram they held the Rams to twenty points without Greedy Williams who has stepped up in a big way, without Denzel Ward. They, they were without their guys and still had themselves in a position to win that game late. I'm not panicking on Cleveland yet by any stretch of the imagination. But you're going on the road to Baltimore, and the Ravens has become have become everyone's kind of glamour team because of the way that we've seen the progression with Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position. Everyone's falling in love right now with Baltimore, and understandably so. Kind of like the Raiders. If they get housed, if, if Cleveland gets beat this weekend, you got another guy who has made noise on social media who's not going to pipe down in Baker Mayfield who is going to get absolutely roasted if they can't come away with a win or if he doesn't play better. So to rather go through this list quickly, 
10 to 11 teams whose season is on the brink today. Arizona. They have three of their first four at home. They're 0-2-1. They've got Seattle. I think whoever loses the Titans-Falcons game is in big trouble, and Atlanta has to get out to a good start. They've been outscored 24-3 in the first quarter this year. Carolina. I know they won last week, but Kyle Allen, can he do it again? They're at Houston. If they lose, big trouble, especially now knowing how long Cam Newton is out. Monday night football is just a pillow fight, but still – both teams desperately need to win. Maybe more so Pittsburgh than Cincy. Don't know where I'm really falling on that. How about the Jaguars and the Broncos? This is another matchup where when you look at the records, 1-2 and two versus 0-3, and three, yuck, right? But, but one of these teams could save their season today. Chargers at Miami. You know they're going to get the win, so they'll be fine. Giants in Washington. Can Washington save things? And then the Raiders at the Colts and the Browns at the Ravens. Some games to keep an eye on teams trying to to keep their season alive. And yes, I realize the insanity of saying that heading in to week four. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we'll wrap things up by going around the league with the sports radio mandated pick segment right here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Uh, great job for the crew tonight. Brian Finley on updates. Uh, Chris and Eric back in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Andy Furman and Brian No are coming up next. Always a good listen. Usually what I listen to to kick off my game day, but uh, t- today I'll, I'll be sleeping until kickoff. So with that in mind, gentlemen, Chris, Eric, are you ready for some picks? I just threw away my pick sheet. I don't know why. So here we go. I'll dig it I out heard of the you trash. Crumpling up too. Like, I'm a big paper crumpler. Um, I have a friend of mine who's a paper ripper during shows. I like to crumple up pages. So while I find my picks, I will uh, point out that we were all undefeated the last time we did this last week because no one kept any records and we threw all of our records away. So um, I'll start. We each are picking a game. We'll go uh, around the horn. We don't. We won't go snake style here. You know where uh, basically I don't have to explain snake style. So I'll go first. Uh, you might say, Plank, you're a Baker homer, and that's fine. Um, I'm taking the Browns plus seven today. I think they're going to lose, but I think it's going to be a close game, and I think it's going to come down to the wire. Uh, I think that's a lot of points to be given up, uh, even if it's on the road and even if, even if everybody's all about what Baltimore is doing this season, which I am too so far. But give me the Browns plus seven. E-Rob, where do you want to go with your first oh, three You guys picks? know where I'm going here, guys. I'm yes. going the Bills outright, as the, in the famous words of Arne Spanier. I don't need the points, <laughs> but I'll take the points. But Bills will win outright, guys, 4-0. Be the sole leaders in the AFC East by the, this time tomorrow night. I don't want the points. I don't need I'll the points. I'll take the points. But I'll take the points. But the, bo- the Bills will win outright tomorrow, guys, 4-0 in the AFC East after they take down the Dude. points. How how faded will you be? Oh if man, they win? guys, jeez, I don't Holy know. Holy smokes! My, uh, it'll be a, it'll be a holiday in Buffalo, and I'll be celebrating in Los Angeles like I live in Buffalo. Peeling him off the walls. <laughs> Thank All God right, I have Chris. Monday off if they win, guys. What do you think? Where are you going with your first? Affair? I'm buying into Minshew mania. Give me Jacksonville oh, plus three. I can't believe I haven't brought that up today. I can't believe what. Oh my. I, we're contractually obligated to talk about Gardner Minshew and sports radio, and I did not do that. So I'll have to get with my agent as soon as we're done here. Uh, this is the dumbest pick I've ever made, and I've made some dumb picks, gentlemen. 
Give me the Miami Dolphins plus 14 and a half Spicy. against the like Los it. Angeles Chargers. Now, that's not Chargers hate. That's not Chargers hate. But it's in Miami. I just – one of these games the Dolphins are going to play. Hey, think about it. They could have had the lead heading into halftime against the Cowboys last week. Kenyon Drink legitimately dropped the ball while he was walking in, into the end zone. Somebody breathed on the football, and it caused him to fumble. So uh, I'll take Miami plus 14 and a half. Eric? I'm going to go Seahawks minus three and a half in Arizona Ooh. against the Cardinals guys. Yeah, Russell Wilson, he seems to always be pulling something out of the hat. I just feel like – a big win is in order for the Seahawks in Arizona. I like it. I like it. Chris, what about you? In an elimination game for saddest team not named Browns, Raiders, or Dolphins, I am taking Tennessee in the points Ooh. against Atlanta. If I would have really pigeonholed our season breaking or making games, you probably hit the three on the head. Raiders at Colts, Browns, Ravens, and then, of course, Titans, Falcons. Well, I just know right. that they're playing each other, but yeah. Yes, exactly. Give me dimes. I don't know if I'm buying. I don't know if I believe. But I just think Washington is awful. I think the Redskins are worse than the Dolphins. So give me the Giants minus the three tonight. Eric? My final one, I'm going to go Texans minus four over the Panthers, guys. Oh, my gosh. That's the pick. That, that was my lock pick of the week, and I didn't include it on here. Dude, you would make so much money. Minus Load four? up on the Texans today. Heck yeah. All right, Chris, wrap it up. Who you got? All right, AFC North, all the teams are playing each other. It is a blood weekend. Everyone <laughs> hates each other. I'm not giving you a pick, but I am telling you, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, take the under at 44. Ooh. A lot of people are going to get punched. By the way, I wanted to tell you, my I, I don't bet the over-unders. Well, I don't bet, period. But I don't pick the over-unders. I made my first over-under pick this weekend. You know what I picked? The, the Auburn Mississippi State under. <sighs> well, you all have never a great, do that in college. <laughs> you all have a great Sunday for Chris, for Eric, for Brian, for the millions and millions of editors behind the scenes. Appreciate you guys, uh, Brian and Andy coming up next. Arnie and I coming up back, uh, coming back tonight at ten right here on Fox Sports Radio. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.